0: This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Blackhawk Up podcast, part of the Fan-Sided Podcast
1: Network. Please welcome your hosts, Jimmy Lynch and Patrick McGann. Hello and welcome to the Blackhawk Cup podcast. I am Jimmy Lynch alongside Patrick McGann. Lost last night 4-1 to against the New York Islanders. Uh, A little bit of an emergency podcast after a game. Pat, what are your thoughts right now?
0: You know, um, wow. Kind of just like really tough. I mean, we're kind of just going to talk about this game. We'll talk about the rest on our regular episode. It's kind of just an emergency post-game conference. But uh, that was quite Quite the game. I mean, what? ESPN nationally televised broadcast against the Islanders. And you didn't show up. And you know what you have to show for it? A McKenzie and whistle goal with no time left in the third period.
1: I honest, honestly, Pat, when we said we were going to record today, which we were going to do regardless, because figured it was the home opener. What, what better time to do a podcast after a game, you know, kind of thought during a home opener, we've been seeing it the past week with the Blackhawks, the teams they've been playing, it's their home opener. Your team usually comes out with an extra step and plays extremely, extremely well because it's, it's kind of like the, like the advertisement for the season. What's to come the new players on the team. There's a lot of new guys on this roster. There was a ton of them playing tonight.
0: Oh, I, I mean, and even one that was like unforeseen, like the, the Hardman.
1: Yeah. You know, Mike Hardman. He wasn't
0: even. Yeah. Right. We didn't even think we'd see him. Um, a lot and, of young guys like you were saying and yeah just and yes
1: i i know we were talking about it and texting about it that first period was great honestly we could this podcast could be very different if just the alex at breakaway or if one of the goals one of the sh- shot attempts in the first period like a seth jones one timer if one of those went in but they didn't the team fell behind in the second and then just completely fell apart in the third and now instead of talking about how you know what we actually did have a pretty good period, we're talking about the Blackhawks just lost yet another game,
0: four to one too. I mean it. What it, it wasn't even close at the end. I mean no. Well, you look at that for like you said like that first period, night and day, nothing to show for that first period. I mean, it, it, they, both teams came out in my opinion a little bit sloppy, but it, it you know if you watch the first twenty minutes, you would say the Hawks were kind of outclassing the Islanders. It was the Hawks were dictating play. Um, and it was just kind of like, all right, like, well, let's wait for the bounce. You know We got it. And then, you know, the Islanders come on out, get that first goal. And then they kind of, you know, after that, the rest is history. But, uh, but yeah, you just, you kind of wonder what's, what's going on. Like this team hasn't led at all in, in a game this, this season. And I get it. You were on the road to start, but still you come out, like you said, you don't have any juice for the home opener and, you know, Tony Esposito night. It, it you know, kind
1: of shocking oh. to see. Well, don't get me wrong, like just being oh three and one during a normal season, I guess, that wouldn't be that would be a kind of a big deal, but it wouldn't be like the end of the world. It wouldn't be at the point where you're like, let's fire everybody. It's time to just completely change the team. Right. But they're not just oh three and one. They've never led in a single game. Right. Mm-hmm. They've given up the first goal every time. And most of those times they've given up a lot of goals pretty early in the game. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'd say this was probably their best start to a game. It wasn't their best finish to a game. And it's just like you could – just watching the broadcast, you could tell the fans in the stands weren't happy. You could hear some boos towards the end. You could hear some – I was getting some texts from people there saying the fire Jeremy chants were starting. (laughs) The boo when they just announced him at the start of the game was pretty big. That was crazy.
0: Yeah, that was crazy. I I couldn't believe that.
1: Colleton's never been a liked coach in Chicago. I mean, it's just how can you be trying to step in and fill, uh, not Sad Woman, uh, Coach Quinville's shoes? You're not going to be liked following that up. But now it's just come to a point where. This is supposed to be the best team he's ever had on paper. He's four games is four games is a lot of hockey against a lot of different opponents. You know, you had Mm -hmm. the biggest team against Colorado to begin the year. Then you have New Jersey, who's a young team, Pittsburgh, who's without some of their best stars, and now New York, who's a defensive team. And you have not a win to show for it and not a lot of positive takeaways.
0: Yeah. And, um, you know what, to, to be fit, like you said, uh, the outrage is completely justified and it's, you know, obviously we're not throwing the towel in on the season yet, but, but exactly nothing to show for those, these, like these first couple of games, granted, you know, you did play Barry Trotz, the New York Islanders tonight, very well coached team. That team's going to go pretty far. You played the, the, you know, Jared Butnar is, uh, Colorado Avalanche, two two of those teams, really skilled, good teams. You know, the Hawks did run into some good teams, but, you know, at the end of the day, you're not seeing, you know, the defensive core performance the way you should. You know, I I, uh, I think it, it might have been Colleton. He was talking about, like, oh, you know, first couple of games, I don't, th- you know, it's like, I think we haven't really played very well in front of Flurry. I don't think this is Flurry's fault. And I agree with that. And no, I don't think this has a lot of this doesn't have to do with Flurry. I mean, one of the goals tonight you see just a wide open, you know, uh, one-time pass just right in the back. And I think it was their third goal or fourth goal. Um, But, yeah, you know, a lot of people don't like Jeremy Colleton. They, you know, want to be fired. And I think if if we see this continue for, you know, four, five more games, like you can see kind of what happened with Quimble, like get him out. If we're going to lose, like, you know, if you open up the season losing like eight of ten, I wouldn't be surprised if he was gone, but at the same time I also wouldn't be surprised if the Hawks did nothing the way they typically roll about their way of business.
1: <laughs> well, the thing is like when the Blackhawks fired Dennis Savard, they had uh, Joel Quinville ready for him. He was in the system already. He was with the team. And the same thing's true when they fired Joel Quinville, they had Jeremy Colleton. They were basically right. both of those two instances. They were just waiting for the slightest bit of a mess up to make the move. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. This time around, I would say this performance is way worse than what got um, Dennis Savard fired and way worse than what got Joel Quinville fired. for sure. Yeah. But the difference now is the team doesn't have that guy in place. Yes, there are coaches around the league ready that could step in, but – there's no one in the team right now to make this work. Right,
0: and um, I think that's I think that's why the Blackhawks would be hesitant to make that move. I think is I. I think if that's what you're trying to say, I agree with that. Or that's what I'm also trying yeah. to say is like you know I don't think, I don't think the Blackhawks would go out and hire, you know, uh, John. At the, or
1: at the same time, though, the Blackhawks don't have a first round pick. They gave that up when they traded for Seth Jones, you know. At this point, if you don't do this now after a horrible home opener, you're not gonna make you're not gonna you're not gonna like pull the plug at any point this season. No. If this performance, the past couple of games, isn't enough for you to pull the plug, I don't know what is, even if it does continue from here. And I
0: I, I think you give them five more games.
1: What you give them like all of October basically?
0: I basically give them to the end of october and if and if it and if like i said if you lose eight of ten or seven of ten or whatever it is i think you i think you get rid of them so I, yeah. I i i they I got, they they've played pretty good teams like the islanders and 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 the avalanche and then Pittsburgh's always decent so it's like again it, it obviously there's the another side playing-
1: though there's another side we're not talking about though how many times have you ever heard um Elliott Friedman's Thirty One Thoughts wrote about it today. That the Blackhawks were worried about getting fans in the stands.
0: Yeah, right. To the point
1: where, like, they almost thought there was going to be over like four thousand yeah, empty seats NPCs tonight
0: for a home opener.
1: For a home opener, and I understand Thursday's game's the Patrick Kane night. But <laughs> there's the side of it of if if you make a move, and if you do fire this coach right now that could actually bring some fans back to the stands just from doing that alone.
0: (laughs) Part of me hopes. The reason those people didn't show up is to protest the team. (laughs) Pardon? Part of me hopes. The reasons 4,000 people didn't show up is to protest the team. (laughs) Well, I mean,
1: Pat, there's a lot of different reasons that why people should be protesting this team, the whole management side of the things with absolutely allegations and the lawsuits and, you can understand why fans aren't in the stands just for that alone. Oh, oh, Now you just add on top the way the team is now. Like, it's just, I don't Uh, know what else to say, you know?
0: (laughs) Definitely a disappointing start for the Hawks and we'll get more into it in our next episode, but just from this game alone, what what you see is just, you know, obviously a lack of goal scoring against a, a good defensive team nonetheless, but but still, again, if if Mackenzie Entwhistle is going to be your goal scorer, your lone goal scorer, it's going to be a long year. And I don't think it's going to be a long year. But I'm just saying that something's got to something's got to give somewhere, because your guys aren't getting on the board. You know, Kane, to Brinkett, Taves, even Taves, he's he's looked decent. Um,
1: I've been happy what we've seen from Taves so far.
0: I I, I have been too. Um, from the I have an article going play. out
1: about it tomorrow actually, uh, with just kind of like how he's been the one bright spot and. I don't know if you saw the video that the Blackhawks released of, like, Taze kind of, like, talking. Did you see it?
0: Uh, I don't know if I saw that one. I don't think so.
1: Um, basically, he said, like, this isn't about me. It's about us all being back. And, you know, in my article, I, I kind of mentioned, like, no, this is about you being back. Like, Taze missed an entire season. The Blackhawks captain, him. And there was a lot of uncertainty around whether or not we'd ever see him play again. Right. So, like, honestly, he deserves – he deserves way better than what we've been what the team's been giving him you know what i mean right right and right it's just yeah you're right no one's no one's looked perfect though the um kane hasn't really been scoring Debrinket's had some chances but he hasn't been netting them in and...
0: right a couple breakaways tonight nothing to show for it um it's hey. You got you got two more home actually, excuse me, you got three more home games over the span of the next week, like eight days. You got they got a nice little long homestand. You got Vancouver on Thursday, no games Friday, Saturday, play Detroit, Sunday evening, and then you get two days off. You play Toronto next Wednesday, and then you go on the road for a little bit. But like, see, like there you go, right there. That like maybe even if if the Hawks don't perform in those three games, like, like, again, that's a lot of off time. And that's a lot of home games in a week span right there. Mm -hmm. Like, this is where like you need to win two of these home games need to need to like, or else again, something needs to be done. Something major needs to be done.
1: It's just interesting when you look at like, even the ice time breakdowns from this past game, right. You know, defensively, it's kind of weird to see four of your defensemen all play over 20 minutes in the game in Jones, McCabe, Murphy, and DeHaan. And then Stillman and Gustafson are sitting at around 12 minutes, you know, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I understand. You probably trust that top four a lot more than you trust Stillman and Gustafson, but then like, there's just so many different question marks with this team where it's like, why not shuffle things around a little bit, kind of make things a little bit more even and, I understand all the different moves they've been trying to do on the offense. But the one person we haven't mentioned that we definitely need to mention right now is the Blackhawks are now, you know, 0-3-1, have played horrible hockey, can't score a goal to start the game for their life. And Dylan Strom is not good enough to be on the team, to play in a game. Surprising. Like like what? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I get it. Strom hasn't been good. Strom hasn't been good, but I still think you should be playing him in a game.
0: Oh, for sure. Like I, I mean, especially after it's not been working out. Right. I mean, like do something just do like for tonight, you should have brought him up. Like do something to, to, to switch it up, to get the, the mojo going, whatever it might be, you know, like it's not working right now, obviously. And we saw that tonight against the Islanders and Yeah, you know, again, Islanders are a good team, but at least show signs of life because right now there's nothing, no signs of life at all.
1: So I guess maybe Thursday night's another night where we might be going live again after a game because
0: I think so. Listen,
1: Thursday's a game against the Vancouver Canucks and other teams that struggled. They're one, two, and one right now. If the Blackhawks don't if the Blackhawks don't get into the wind column that night, that's going to be hard to see. That's going to be that's tough.
0: A tough pill to swallow right there. I mean, this is I mean, a Vancouver team that just lost five to two to Buffalo. So I, again, this is, I don't know. Vancouver is not really in a similar position as the Hawks. They can obviously hold the conversation for a different day. They're a little bit of a younger team up and on the rise. Um, but, yeah, again, this is that – that like I was talking about that upcoming schedule. Like you, you need – Vancouver's a winnable game. Detroit's a winnable game. You're probably not going to win that, that Toronto game. But if you can't beat Vancouver and Detroit at home with rest, like these games are – they get re- – the, the Blackhawks don't play tomorrow. They get a rest day Wednesday, play Thursday. They get a rest day Friday, Saturday, come back Sunday. Like if you can't win those two games against – teams that you should be netting wins against if you're really serious about making the playoffs this year, which that's all, you know, the media has been talking about. You listen to the game on ESPN tonight. They're saying like, Oh, you know, Blackhawks trying to get back into it, bringing Flurry in Tyler, you know, yada, yada, yada. That's the whole narrative of the season. Like I, yeah. Okay. First two weeks of the season, I get it, but these are games you need to win. You know, it's not, it's not crunch time yet, but still Vancouver, and Detroit with three amazing to be talking about
1: it's amazing to be talking about must win games right now. Right. But that is the case. 110%. These are must win games. They are. Absolutely. Everyone always talks about that playoff picture by the time like Thanksgiving comes around as being a pretty good placeholder. Like there's
0: not, you you don't see many teams that are out of it come Thanksgiving that get back into it come April, you know, like it's not, it's not set in stone. But those are the teams but that it's keep bojo. It's a lot bojo harder. Going. Yeah, right. Very hard.
1: And it's it's not going to get any easier. You know, like the injury – you're right now, a lot of the players are fresh. There's going to be injuries throughout the season. It's a long year. Guys are oh, going to get sure, banged yeah. up. And this is the time now when you want to be putting your best foot forward, I guess. But, you know, it's – I know we want to talk about just the game tonight. So is there any, is there any positives you could think of? I mean, that first period was great.
0: It was, I mean, I guess we can just kind of talk about what we saw then. Um, Cause yeah. that that's really the only positives we can take out of this <laughs> game. But uh, yeah, I, I they, it, oh, man, I, I did want to talk about the power play a little bit. Cause you know, they did we, did, we didn't see success on the power play tonight, um, which we have seen. They, I mean, they, they came in tonight. Pox came in tonight being eighth best in the NHL in the power play. Um, and it was kind of a joke that they couldn't score on even strength. Um, a little bit, not concerning, but just, you know, off night, maybe you can say off night altogether, but, um, power play didn't look as good. Um, but yeah, I, I thought Tays looked decent tonight. I like, I like what we like, like, again, like I've been seeing from him. came a little bit slower. Um, Thought it was interesting that Colleton started the fourth line tonight. Both team, both coaches started their fourth lines. Um, yeah. but yeah, how about you, Jim?
1: You know, it's been great. The the one thing I will say is our the penalty kill is perfect again. Um penalty kill has been actually really good throughout the entire first couple games of the season, which that's that's a positive if you want to go off right. of that. But uh I
0: mean, hey. <laughs> If the special teams are working out, that's good. I mean, obviously not a bad thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, but, the power play tonight, yeah, you're right. It, it was kind of annoying to see them not do much. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: right. And they, I they, guess
1: they, so, sometimes, like, if, if if the opposing team just kind of, like, instead of just trying to defend and pass and block the um, shooting lanes, if they attack them, the Blackhawks stand no chance when they're on the power play. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, also, there was a moment on the power play tonight, I just remembered it, where uh, the Islanders got brought the puck all the way back up ice, and then dumped it over to the other side of the Blackhawks ice, and just kind of basically were playing keep away, which, you know, that happens to teams, but it's really annoying when when you watch your team not be able to get the puck back on a power play. Yeah, right. Um, which I know they've been talking about how they've been having like bad zone entries on the power play for a while, but just just getting the pocket and controlling it you know it's
0: yeah right and i like i like seeing that they outshot the islanders again more defensive team you see from the islanders so it's good to be able to you know draw a lot of shots on you know Sorokin, the goaltender for new york and and put those shots on that. I guess that's a bright spot. You know, at least the, the I mean, offense is kind of, they ran
1: into a hot goalie tonight too.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, credit, I credit some credit great,
1: do. great goaltending tonight. And I mean,
0: dude, the, I mean the Islanders are going to be a good team this year.
1: 100%. So team. that was, that right. was a big game for them. They needed. Right. Them.
0: Exactly. Right. They, the Islanders had a very similar starts to the Blackhawks. They were playing pretty bad. Um, and tonight they came out and kind of showed what, what they have and what they can showcase. And no doubt, I think that that's going to be a team we see um, from the Metropolitan Division that comes out into the playoffs. I mean, obviously right now they're in the eighth spot, but again, they, they started pretty far down there. And again, yeah, credit where credit's due. The Islanders are a good team. Uh, it's not all the Blackhawks' fault, while most of it is. They still played a great game tonight. Um, frustrating as a Blackhawks fan, but. Either way, we come back and we play Vancouver Thursday. And, again, like you said, get your win. Get your first win of the year, man. That's when you need it.
1: Need a win, you need it. It's There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Seth Jones quote after the game, we need to get a win. We need to get in the win column Thursday night, but I thought our game grew tonight. It did. It grew somewhere tonight, huh?
0: <laughs> I'm gonna say, yeah. We we got. I haven't checked on any of the post game stuff yet because we went on like literally right as the game ended. So, yeah. Um, but um, uh, we're interested to see what some what some of them have to say. You know, I I, it, I really. Do you got any? Uh, I guess I'll look it up now. Have you seen anything from Colton yet? Is he has he gotten to the podium quite yet?
1: We could stick around for a few minutes, kind of hoping <laughs> um,
0: and kind of talk about it until we see. Because
1: I mean, Tay Tay said it's frustrating, no doubt. Um, did you see that they brought back the orchard pregame? I was happy about that. Like the stitching of the jersey.
0: Paying attention, no. Like they didn't
1: show it, but um, I I remember I actually wrote an article on Blackhawk up during the COVID pause on that, saying how I, I missed that intro. I thought they should bring it back, and someone listened. That it is. <laughs> but it was it was great uh I just I read about it I heard that it was back so
0: that's good uh I just looked up Jeremy Colleton and just like Googled his name and the first thing I see is from one of our affiliate sites on fan and windy city and it says Chicago Blackhawks it's already time to fire the head coach
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say Vinny wrote that probably <laughs> um Doc said there's an old saying, you can't win the Stanley Cup in October, but you can put yourself out of the race. So we got to figure it out quick. And that's very true. Yeah. You no, really can't win the Stanley Cup. Tough. I feel like we've been saying that before for a while here. It's like all, the only thing the team can do right now is hurt themselves. And that's really what stinks about such a long season is it's the same in every sport. If you get off to a rough start, you're built, you have to build yourself out of the tunnel you know
0: right uh, yeah uh, i i i think what we've seen here and again we'll, we'll stay tuned for our our actual this is just a post-game recap um uh, we'll have be having our actual you know weekly thursday podcast release uh, we'll still be doing that so stay tuned for that that'll be tomorrow uh but um uh, yeah like well, I don't even know where I was going. I was plugging our next podcast and I completely lost my train of thought. But um, yeah, Jeremy yeah. Calton. Like, I, I, like you said, Stanley Cup isn't one in October, and there are a lot of frustrating things we've seen. But I personally think you know they're gonna turn it around. This team can get hot. There is some skill there. If I mean- haven't seen it. It's hard to believe that, but I think that this team can turn it around and it's a team that could get hot. Could.
1: Tell you what, I'll 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 give you the positive spin on this. Every team, every team goes through adversity, and in the NHL, you don't want to peak too soon. No, Blackhawks certainly haven't peaked yet. No, they're on their way. <laughs> um, <laughs> At least th- this is their. That. <laughs> I mean, I guess. It's not, it's not the start you want, but it sure as heck is a time where the team can all – there's a lot of new guys in there. There's a lot of players that haven't played together before. And, yeah, I mean, you'd rather have them be succeeding and building some chemistry that way. But if it takes losing a couple of games for them to figure out how to play together and, you know, understand – see, I know I lost, I lost my train of thought because it's it's just such a weird situation there and there – this, this was supposed to be the year. Like last year, they had a right. similar start to the season in their first four games. But, you know, what? it wasn't that big of a deal because they weren't expected to do anything. But now with this, the expectations that they were going to be a better team.
0: Yeah, right. Really and does that, put a damper on this. I think that's where most people are frustrated. I mean, that could be go as an obvious statement, but we're kind of told, not told, but by the way Stan's been doing his job this summer and the pickups we got, we're kind of just getting the vibe where it's like, all right, like this team is getting a a reawakening. Yeah. And we're going to be better. We're turning it around. Like the, the, uh, years of mediocre of hockey are behind us. We're going to be competitive this year. And then you, you don't see, like you literally don't see any, not a single sign. Over the first couple of games here. And you sit there and you're like, well, you know, what's going on. This is supposed to be a year where we're improving and like, we don't see anything. It's just kind of the same old team. That's not even like not in some cases, you can even argue not even like like they weren't even in this game at any point. And uh, I guess the first three, but still just that, that's obviously where most are frustrated. Just kind of, you know.
1: Well, what's also, don't forget about this. Last year, the Blackhawks were rebuilding or retooling to go off of what, the official stuff said at the time was they were retooling their team and it was going pretty well. Like all the young guys they added last year played pretty well during the bubble. The two young goalies, the Blackhawks had with like Lankinen and some kind of combination between Subin and Delia, they played all right. Like they weren't great, but they were, they were good during a rebuild of the team. You know, that's all you really, you don't want great goaltending at that time. But then this past, like, off season, they decided that they were done with that and they are ready to succeed. And sure, I mean, like, I understand why they did it at the time. I thought the team looked really good, and I kind of thought that yeah, they weren't going to maybe they're not going to win a Stanley Cup. But during Tays and Kane's last years, they deserve to be playing on a competitive team, not a rebuilding uh, team, for sure. Yeah, but now I it's mean, like, why did why did you why did you rush this? Maybe a year too soon, and. Now, like you might be paying the consequences of being out of the playoffs again without a first round draft pick. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's that's true. That's an interesting way of thinking about it.
1: And um... I mean, I guess hindsight is always 2020 because even myself included, I don't, I still don't hate the moves the Blackhawks made this offseason. No, no. All I'm trying to say I... is like, if this season doesn't go well, the biggest error on Stan Bowman's part is that he rushed it a year too soon. Or a year yeah.
0: Or for, oh, that's, that's a, that's a conversation we can have for, you know, an hour and a half about how this is, this was rushed and it wasn't put together with, you know, I've said this in our previous podcast, how like the this rebuild wasn't put down with a super strong foundation. And, yeah.
1: um, Or like a big plan in place. Yeah. Either, yeah I feel right. Like <laughs> it
0: was kind of just like, all right, let's gather some of these, like some veterans together, get some younger guys who are kind of good here and there. We have our guys, Canyon Caves, and let's roll. Um, And obviously, so far, it's it's not working. And uh, I I have faith that it will work. Like again, like that, you have guys in this team who are who are good, fundamentally good hockey players. Tyler Johnson, I mean, Stanley Cup champion, of the Tampa Lightning twice in a row. Uh,
1: He uh, was on the fourth line tonight. He just like it wasn't his night,
0: right? Like you got guys like that.
1: Jake McCabe, a big addition, and he has not looked great to start the no, year. No, we could go on and on. Uh, Jujiar Kiara was added to be a big physical presence, and he's just kind of really hasn't been that physical to start yet. I mean, he had a little bit of a fight tonight, but
0: I was about to say he dropped the gloves tonight a little bit.
1: He did, but um,
0: it's it, it, it's good to see that though, because you know in the last couple of years of Blackhawks hockey, we probably wouldn't have seen anyone. The first defend. period, like they were
1: out hitting, like that was, yeah, kind of cool to see. They were, they were more physical. I mean, again, it's a home opener, so you expect them to be pretty physical and come out with a spark under them. But just the way that they fell off towards the end, and like after they gave up the second goal, they kind of started to spiral to the point where that deficit went from like two to three to four really quickly. Very quickly, And then yeah. it, it's just like if you're if you are in that position, kind of want a little bit more of a fight under you. Yeah, in a home opener, you know what I mean. Like, oh, I understand sure, you yeah. got the end whistle goal at the end of the game, but the fighter two wouldn't have hurt. You know, showing a little bit more emotion and anger during that yeah, wouldn't have hurt the team. You know,
0: yeah, like show show that you actually care. Show that you're mad about going winless in your first couple of games here. Like, for sure. Don't 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 just sit here and kind of let it happen. And because then us the fans are sitting back here saying like, well. Like, well, what's going on? Like, you guys – like, this is supposed to be a team that, that cares. And it, like we were just saying, is competitive and it's supposed to have a good year. And and you guys are just kind of going out there and playing every night. Like, nothing's going on. And hopefully the players light a fire under their butts pretty soon because, it like, these next three home games are could be very telling for what we see the rest of the year. And, I, again, I'll be the first one to say it's early. We could be overreacting. I hope we're overreacting. I hope we're wrong. But still, these next three home games are pretty big for the, for the Blackhawks.
1: Well, we'll be here on Thursday. And we'll, uh, if there's any kind of breaking news or any type of moves or anything like that, uh, oh. we'll definitely be going live for something like that. Yeah, I was but... going to say,
0: yeah, listeners, if, if, if Jeremy Calton is fired, we will be live. Or we're <laughs> never live. But we will be on – we will be having a podcast.
1: You, you will see a as podcast one, within yeah, – as soon as it, it is available through. on us. <laughs>
0: yeah, we, we will be on that. We will be on it right away.
1: <laughs> Literally probably having a similar conversation to what we're having right now, but
0: – Yeah, yeah.
1: Who not knows? But We'll, we'll be happy. Uh, we'll,
0: we'll be happier. Yeah. Let's just yeah. will it into existence.
1: Well, Patrick, the game was not very fun, but it was great talking uh, to you.
0: It's always fun talking to you, Jim, and hopefully uh, when we do our post game for the Vancouver Canucks, we'll be a little bit more peppier and happier and high energy that the Blackhawks actually showed some promise. But until then, we'll keep fighting. Go Hawks.
1: Go Hawks. Thank you for listening. Sorry about the game tonight, and we'll catch you next time.